Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? My name is Brett. This is episode 45 of Pop Culture Crisis. I'm here with my co-host. Miracle Sam, nice to meet you. And And speaking of 45. We have a co-host today, a guest host. Introduce yourself, sir. Mm -hmm. Hello, my name is Dane Font. Uh, Dane is making a very embarrassed face right now because (laughs) we were doing take one of this episode and I I, I do a really bad intro and then I I push it to Miracle. I'm like, Mm -hmm. introduce yourself. And then Dane's just like, I'm introducing (laughs) myself. Uh, Because he had a joke and that's why. Save the best for last. Yeah. Well, that's what he says now. But what he was really saying is he's like, I want your job, Miracle. Essentially. He's he's like, "Uh, social media and marketing ain't enough for me. I'm coming for your job. That's what I'm saying. Can you take the customer service job? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't take the customer service job. No, I, neither I, I, would I. Uh, <laughs> not to say that we don't love the customers, but I, I don't think I could. I did that. Uh, I didn't really ever work a customer service counter, but I worked in retail plenty listen, of times. Listen, I I like run essentially most of the social medias in this mm-hmm. damn place, and I see what you guys write. Yeah. <laughs> and it's enough. <laughs> it's enough. I see what you guys Snapchat, too. Oh man, it's enough. <laughs> is it is it bad? Is what the stuff people say? Wait, do you get some of it? Is like super sweet, like super. There's this guy called Badger Jones. I'm sure you're watching this. Mm-hmm. This guy literally gives me his opinion on everything every day, mm-hmm. and I read it every day. That's awesome. I just want you know I'm the one that's reading it. And sometimes I tell them when you're spicy, and sometimes I get thrown with blackmail, and that's fun too. That's Wait, it. do you ever get like naughty pics? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Ask Dane the serious questions. Everybody's like, where can I sign up for Dane's job now? I want the job that gets me dirty pics. Listen, <laughs> I don't know they're going to be dirty, but I, I literally just check everything on Snapchat because sometimes like they say like, oh, we're going to like this, uh, this Canadian truckers protest. Yeah. I got, I got messages about it before it happened. Yeah. Um, Tim got invitation. Somebody said they are, I think they're, the mayor i forgot what their name was but i sent it to pitches so maybe he might see it but they said if you want to come like we'll get you tickets that's what i'm saying so like people put you in the know and sometimes i'm checking <laughs> that and sometimes yeah. it's people try to scam me with their titties oh yeah like um there's one <laughs> there's one where it's like tim i've been waiting for you and here's my link and i'm like oh no 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 tim don't do it <laughs> yeah. he the, doesn't do it i click just read it. the link tim just do it <laughs> 
No, I'm the one who um, looks at the emails and I don't click on those because that's naughty. That is, uh, you yes. Should- uh, whenever you see uh, something, uh, whenever you're on a website and it says that there are hot moms five miles away, there are likely not hot moms. I mean, there probably there are be. hot moms five miles away, but it is not the <laughs> moms not that in those photos. <laughs> I'm just, that's a, 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 just a good rule for life that mm-hmm. hot moms do not need to advertise on websites to get you. Uh, hot moms can find you either way. But I just want to point out one of my favorite. RPSA. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to point out my favorite email. I got it on Friday and it was like, hey, Tim, I'm a big um fan of yours i listen to you all the time but i just want to say i'm famous too um based yeah but the reason why he was famous because he's a famous porn star okay and he's like here is my links and i do um i'm also in charge of pornwikileaks.com and i'm like oh what a big flex and his name is donnie long that's a great porn name. Exactly. Fantastic. Name. All right. Yeah, and I thought that was so funny. He was like, yeah, if you ever want me on the show, hit me up. Sure will. That yep. would be an interesting... Honestly, that would be an interesting we should get thing him here. To, to get like somebody <laughs> from that world into... I was. I have like a, a friend who works in that industry mm-hmm. uh, on okay. like in like the behind the camera side of it. Oh, okay. And it's an endlessly fascinating world that you're just like, it's just so far removed from what we consider uh, general, you know, entertainment that it, it like when every story you hear, you're just like, even if it's like kind of bland, you're just like, what do you mean she's not a virgin? <laughs> she has like title virgin on like 40 videos. Exactly. Like, listen, after a while. Like it blew my mind when I found out many years ago that it's like a normal movie set. It's just crawling with people. And, you know, like, you know, you, you get this image that it's like a, a dude uh, and a girl and like one cameraman. It's not. It's like a whole. Cr- it's just like a film set. It's, yeah. It's weird. Japanese mangas talk about it. Yeah. I don't. I, Miracle wouldn't know anything about that. I don't know anything about she's, that. She's very innocent. <laughs> Have fun editing this episode, Chris. Ha, yeah, well, the, luckily this one won't end up, this part won't end up on, nope. uh, on It's YouTube. on Spotify. This will end up on Spotify. There we people, go. Yeah, see? Yeah, so uh, people who listen on Spotify, they have a fun time. Yes. They get the best. Uh, mm-hmm. So today we, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, Warner Brothers making the same mistakes they always do with mm-hmm. the Batman. Uh, the Legend of Vox Machina, <laughs> me and Miracle watch the first three episodes and we are going to continue uh, usually especially when shows release like three episodes uh, to start uh, you use that as like a baseline as whether you want to continue reviewing it uh, we've got Kanye news we've got Pete Davidson news we've got a bunch of stuff with the Halo trailer there's just a, a lot of good stuff to talk and about and don't today. forget Steve's new controller that bulky mess yes so we got a bunch of stuff to get into and I say we just uh, right off the bat you want to just let's just do the legend of Vox Machina yep right away um, so I did a bunch of like uh, w- when Miracle suggested the show to me. I'm I'm weary of most animation, uh, DC like uh, stuff involving DC characters. I will watch almost anything of because in general DC does much better animated than they do live action. But For in gen- sure. in general, animation is not really my bag. Though it's been more so lately when I'm looking for stuff to to review that just. If you want to keep identity politics out of it, and you want it to be a more more about the storytelling, you're much better off in the animation world than you are in uh, live action because yeah. that's where the influence is. But we watched the show, and, and when I got done with it, uh, the first thing I noticed mm-hmm. when I heard the show is I heard Ashley Johnson's voice right away. She's an actress. Uh, 
very, very good journeyman actress. She's been, if you've watched any amount of network television, you've likely seen her in at least one guest starring role in a show you've watched as, uh, you know, kind sister number one. Uh, yeah. But she's also, she plays the tech nerd on the show, uh, the, uh, on the show Blind Spot. It was a very, very good, uh, had a good five season run. Uh, her dad in the show is played by Bill Nye the Science Guy, and he mm. is Bill, he no, but he doesn't play another person. He plays Bill Nye the Science Guy is her dad. Of course, it, it's it's actually really funny. Um, so she's a fantastic actress. And then I also learned that the one of the other characters. So we've got uh, I've got the wiki. I just wanted to pull mm-hmm. it up here. So we've got uh, Vexalia, which is Vex and Vax. I wonder how much they laughed about having a character named Vax in twenty twenty. Uh, 2022 but the character of Vex is played by Laura Bailey who Mm -hmm. plays Lois Lane in the DC animated movies that we we just reviewed uh, what did we just review Um, Injustice Injustice Uh, we gave it an average (laughs) review but she was the um, she was the lead Lois in that episode granted she was only in it for yeah she she tragically meets her Mm -hmm. her end there Uh, but in general I thought it was quite engaging for a show i don't think it needed the vulgar humor no but it's like i think they're trying to approach it as adult cartoons no it is it's absolutely like Mm -hmm. it felt very cartoon network or i'm sorry very uh, adult adult swim Swim. yeah it felt very adult swim and what i didn't know going into this that this was the reason i mentioned ashley johnson there's my my very very adhd uh, brain. Uh, this is based on the YouTube series Critical Role, yeah. or uh, more? Uh, are they more popular on Twitch now? Um, they're popular on Twitch, I okay. believe, because so, Twitch doesn't really. Um, they don't really care about censorship that much, unless like Twitch it, doesn't. The well, like, like unless, yeah, that's like, wrong. Unless there's like boobies, then they don't care. Well, then you just get the hot tub streamers <laughs> and the yeah. weird ASMR Sucking streamers. Mics. Yeah, yeah. The, the AS, the AS, Like I'm always impressed by the ingenuity of these women. <laughs> like. Yeah. Capitalism is king to these <laughs> women, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, like, they're just like, you know what? If you're gonna ban my hot tub stream, I'm gonna do ASMR, and if you ban my ASMR, I'm gonna do this. Good for them. Mm-hmm. The hottest women in the world right now are licking mics as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so right, lick it, but no. Oh. Um, so, but the thing about the, sh- <laughs> the thing about the show is it's based on uh, Critical Role, which yeah. is a YouTube and Twitch series mm-hmm. of Dungeons and Dragons. It's tabletop gaming, basically, yep. right? Um, and they did an initial um, Kickstarter and raised seven hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars, which <coughs> in this world is not really that. I mean, that's a lot nope. of money. But if you're going to make an eight episode series, you need way more than that, uh, especially with animation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, they eventually, I, I, they, I, f- I found an article here called um, "Legend of Vox Machina," and it's how they got started. And it talks about them pitching the show to various networks before Amazon finally picked it up. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the show as a whole? I really like it. Like, it's something different. What is it that you like the most about it? Um, well, I'm kind of opposite of you. I like the vulgar humor a little bit. I figured you would. Mm-hmm. She is 12 years old at heart. She is my daughter, after <laughs> all. She is, uh, she yeah, is, and uh, my favorite character, who's my husbando, is Percy. The, that's the guy with the gun, right? Yeah, the, the, guy, the guy with the glasses. Put, the guy the who gun. puts on the mask at the end. I didn't yeah. understand. I'm assuming that's uh, so. That's going to be like in episode four, I believe. One of the things I read was that this is based off the 2015, the first campaign they mm-hmm. did uh, in 2015. So the story is loosely based on this first 
D&D campaign that they did back then. <coughs> yeah. I don't know how much of it actually makes into the writing, but it is interesting that like in a world now where we're constantly upset that everything's a reboot, everything is a remake, mm-hmm. everything is some type of poor adaptation of something that's old, we're at least seeing them adapt something newer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have never guessed that that's what this was from unless right. I had, rec- if I hadn't recognized Ashley Johnson's voice mm-hmm. and then done more research and then I, as Miracle knows, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm always looking at well, IMDb yeah. for some reason. My favorite thing was because I remember when they pitched the idea and they announced that they're going to have a cartoon series. I watched them do like the live reading for it. So like all the critical role members, they were reading their lines while like acting out like the parts for um, episode one. So like I actually watched the part where like she pretends to throw up. Yeah, and I was like so excited when it came out. the The first note I made was that the tavern scene at the beginning is really, yeah. really good. Um, That's it's the a part great, I love. It's a great introduction to the characters. It mm-hmm. does kind of lean into the crude humor. Uh, a character uh, throws up in the mouth of another character because they're drunk uh, as they're fighting. Um, I, if, if it was up to me, they'd just make a whole show based on the dog, or I'm sorry, the bear. The bear on trinket. <laughs> there's a bear that's just uh, he's there just go. there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, not because Brett's a furry. It's no, I, <laughs> I, I'm not. Uh, in general, I, I, I know that uh, where a lot of the money must have come from is Krieg. Um, the character of Krieg is played by David Tennant, and David Tennant was uh, the fourteen. Not the fourteen. He was like what the tenth Doctor in Doctor <coughs> yeah. Who. He's also from the show Broadchurch. He played Kilgrave and Jessica Jones. He's a very accomplished. Oh, he also did the really really horrible rendition of. Uh, one of the characters in one of the Harry Potter movies uh, where he was channeling, he was trying to do his best Heath Ledger impression. That wasn't his best work, but in general, mm-hmm. David Tennant uh, is a very, very sought-after actor. So him, Indira Varma, was another... Oh, no uh, way! Um, Felicity Day was in it? Uh, I don't know which episode she... Oh, yeah. She was bandit Fel- number two. Fel- Felicia Day. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Uh, but uh, Indira Varma is a very accomplished British actress as well, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been cheap to get these people nope. to do these, uh, you know, to even for guest speaking roles, uh, would have cost them some money. Uh, but I, did they I, raise more than that or just... No, yeah, the, basically, the, I'm guessing what ha- the, that 750K would have financed maybe an episode or two. Mm-hmm. The rest of it would have been funded by Amazon, um, uh, through Amazon Prime. Uh, so it, this is every week. Now, so the first three episodes are on Amazon Prime now, uh, and then they're going to be every Friday for the net, for the foreseeable future. I believe it's going to be eight or twelve episodes. Um, but down here in this, I, I wanted to go more into this because this is more interesting. I do think it's mm-hmm. a recommend. Yeah. Personally, uh, it, I find the the non uh, vulgar elements the most endearing. Like mm-hmm. Scanlan is the most annoying character to me. Yeah. Because he's very clearly there to be vulgar. And to be, uh, I think he's like the comedic uh, um, relief. relief. The more comedic Sorry, relief. that took me a long time because my eyes started twitching again. Yeah. So it says the group quickly realized that fans <laughs> didn't have the same mental barriers, so they took the project directly to them. They they came through for us and raised seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <coughs> uh, but then when you get done down here, uh, it says the epic fundraising milestone also made it hard for Hollywood to <coughs> overlook the demand for the series. So the large amount that they raised is what helped the show get picked up to series, mm-hmm. right? The whether seven hundred fifty thousand dollars is a lot to fund 
multiple episodes is irrelevant. It's a lot of money to the average person. Yeah. So it proves that the interest is there and the engagement is there. And as you know, engagement is extremely important when it comes to this stuff because they can't just have uh, general interest. B- people have to be able to interact with these things digitally now for these t- for the value to be seen. And definitely mm-hmm. in that brand. Like yeah. that brand, they do a lot of upselling. They got a yeah. lot of merch. So like the fans are all about it. Yep. yep. I-, I did think it was funny. There was a lot of like before this came out and I didn't know what the name of the show. Mm-hmm. I-, I didn't. I thought I knew they were making an animation based on the show. I was like, it's going to be called Critical Role. I had no idea. No. I didn't know that this was the name of the show. I remember there being articles about like fans that were pissed when they found out that they make money doing this because they're, that's just, a, you know, you, you get the audience you court, right? Mm-hmm. And D&D and tabletop gaming is going to court a specific audience that's going to be very like how dare you profit off this top one percent salary earners a hundred percent yeah everyone has their own place no one lives with their mom nope (laughs) uh and all of these actors these are all successful it's not like these are just nobodies these are successful voice actors ashley johnson like i said a main cast character on a show that went five seasons that would now be in syndication is not hurting for money, but they're passionate about the project, what they're doing. So they had to do this stuff while working full time. And I don't know if like you guys know how much work goes into making a live action television show. Your time is limited Mm -hmm. because you're on set a lot. Right. So I remember reading somewhere that, I mean, he's a leading character, but when when Stephen Amell was doing Arrow, it was like 18 hours a day, six days a week. So if you're in an ensemble cast, maybe it's not 18 hours a day, but you're doing 12 hours a day six days a week and then you got to do press where do they fit the time in to do these things yeah i think it's because like they buy their studio for a set amount of time and they have the insurance for it for a set amount of time so and they sign contracts for you know so they get to get the most out of them but i to me the best part of it was definitely i find um uh ashley johnson's character that's um pike right Mm -hmm. i find her character to be the most endearing i like Uh, laura I, i do I, I found her really annoying. It could be my... I have an attachment to that actress <coughs> as other characters, so that could be part of what yeah. uh, what draws me to it. Um, I think that... Um, uh, I'm guessing Lady Alora plays more of a role later on, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, it's got her listed for... Oh, no, it's only got her listed for three episodes, so I don't know how accurate. It's got all the main characters listed at 13. Mm-hmm. They might only have the guest characters listed at three episodes because that's how many they've seen so far, yeah. but they expect the main cast to be in more so this could change down the line if it does i would expect her and obviously the guy who plays the king uh to perhaps play more of a role but it's the uh the bad guys that's what silas briarwood yep and what's his wife's name lady not lady kima no um what is it um I don't know what the wife's <coughs> name is. Oh, oh Delilah. Uh, Delilah. Delilah. They're very good. The uh, the voice actors, they're very good at portraying very bad people yeah. in a very clever and uh, charismatic way. Uh, what, they're vampires? Yeah. Okay. You, I thought you uh, no, watched I, episode three. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, but I'm just saying I, they don't really say it out loud, so I'm just going... I, I saw him bite a dude's neck, so mm-hmm. I have to assume that means vampire. Yeah, they bit um, Vax's neck yeah. to get that Vax. So does that make him a, a, a vampire? Yeah, or does it have know. to be at a full moon? I have no idea how that works. I don't know. We'll see on episode four, which mm. comes out on Friday. Grog is also probably my other <coughs> favorite character. Grog reminds me too much of Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he, he, I, it's definitely supposed to be. Uh, he's very. He's a big hulking dude with mm-hmm. like he doesn't say much, but yeah, he's a. Uh, no, he does say much, and like a lot of people think he's a idiot. Of that the he's group. dumb. That yeah. they think he's dumb. Can relate. Oh. <laughs> Dane's like a. 
felt that <laughs> big dumb guy felt that so they they go into detail here they really talk <laughs> about the it says the, there are many guest stars involved in the legend of vox machina and the podcast series and they may make an appearance in the show so a lot of the people that have done guest appearances on the show for that's on twitch and on youtube may end up making their own appearances here mm-hmm. in the show uh on in the animated version so yeah, that they're would be milking it for cash buddy boy. well i mean if this <laughs> does if this does well you then know? they'll get multiple seasons for sure so it says based Based on campaign one of Critical Role from 2015, <coughs> which started off as a home game of Dungeons and Dragons and ran on Geek and Sundry's mm-hmm. Twitch channel from 2015 to 2017, the campaign can be watched on YouTube and consists of about 400 hours of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, can you imagine being a person who watched like all 400 of that? And they're like, "This is they, they cut exist. out all the best parts." No, they exist. No, those people are. Uh, there's the people who like. Uh, uh, what I one thing I, I found when when doing stuff like this is like everybody enjoys entertainment in their own way like there's people who collect like call sheets for tv shows and like get obsessed with like what time they're called to set and figuring out what order scenes are shot in it's like a it's a monument to the way the human brain is different for each of us that Mm -hmm. everybody can watch something they can see the same image watch the same show like it but like it for completely different reasons that you would never expect and that's kind of the beauty of these these forms of entertainment to me um, as far as this goes, it's a little bit outside my wheelhouse as far as like what I would normally be interested in. But the story behind how it got made is fascinating enough to me to keep me interested in watching week to week. Something bad would have to happen for me to lose interest, I think, mm-hmm. at this point. It's general enough storytelling. I would just give up if they kill off my husband, do Percy. Well, he, he looked like he was about to be uh, taken into custody at the end of episode three. I know, three but anyways. if something bad happens to of, him, of, I'm rage quitting. Of course you like the violent <laughs> person who's hurting people for no reason. No. I like how suave he is. Well, but right before he <laughs> hurts somebody for no reason. Miracle's Shh. telling us that she's, she's saying the... The she, quiet part out loud. She is my daughter, after all. This is, uh, yeah. She is, of course, your daughter. Yeah. Yes. My um, last name is actually Font. It's not Sam. Yeah. It's my baby girl. It's <laughs> yeah. just, uh, the group named Vox Machina is a reference to the fact that all the players are voice actors. That's uh, very clever. Um, uh, I, I just think that stories like this uh, are kind of interesting, that we're in this kind of uh, <laughs> changing time period for entertainment where 20 years ago, somebody would have been like, oh, what? A, mm-hmm. a show based on who the... F- who the hell tabletop games? I don't know because but, like Felicity Day like started um, the whole thing too, so that's why I'm kind of excited that she was in one of the episodes. She started the show. The no, um, she's a part of a show that's called Tabletop. Felicia Day. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, she's like the Obama for like that level of dork. Exactly. Yeah. They just go nuts about her. She's the mm-hmm. seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's but she's she's not just a voice actress though because I've seen her face and other stuff. Before. Yeah, she's an actor. She's just she just, was in Supernatural. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm. Th- uh, that might be what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge uh, Supernatural fan, but <gasps> I, I I do know a lot of people that love that show. And there's a uh, they're apparently hopefully going to have uh, one of the <coughs> actors who played a, a larger role in that. His name's Mar- uh, Mark Pellegrino. Mm-hmm. They want to get him on for uh, Tim. Uh, oh yeah, he, well he's like a, yeah, he's a lifelong he's libertarian. He plays oh, I know Lucifer. Him. Yeah, no, not the show Lucifer. He plays Lucifer in Supernatural. Ah, uh, okay. Well, the blonde know guy. The blonde guy. I'll um, search up a picture. She you. was in Con Man, which was uh, that was a Nathan Fillion series. Uh, ooh, the librarians. That might have been one of the, that. Yeah. that show was fantastic. Too. That show was super good. I loved. I loved that. Um, so yeah, she's a uh, really good. Uh, I, I do think it's a recommend if you're looking for just a, a good time watching an animated series. This is definitely something that you could watch and get something enjoyable out of. This guy, Dane. 
You guys can't tell. Oh, him. I've seen him. Yeah. yeah. He's one, like, he's another one of those actors. You've seen him in something, yeah, even everything. if you don't realize that you've seen him in it. Mm-hmm. So. He's always bad. It, yeah. I am so excited. Like, Sarah wants to stay, like, after hours just to meet <laughs> him. And I'm just going to stare. Like, not he even does? stare. What? Sarah. Sarah. Uh, Sarah. Sarah Noble. Really? Yeah. She wants to stay after hours to meet him because, like, Supernatural is really good. We grew up on this. She likes him for Supernatural. I like him because mm-hmm. he's, like, the bad guy in, like, the <coughs> in like the second episode of the show Burn Notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> girls love that show for the plot. Oh, the yeah. Plot. plot. That's what girls love about that show. The plot. Well, the he was also... Um, if you guys don't know anything about Supernatural and, like, you're more hip to the things... Um, he was also in 13 Reasons Why mm-hmm. as Bill. He's one of those actors that gets a lot of work. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I do think it's a recommend. I think that go and watch it. If you like crude humor, it's in there. If you don't, it's not so over the top that it ruins. Like I said, I didn't really think it was necessary, mm-hmm. but it's not so over the top that it'll ruin your enjoyment of the show. It'll kind of remind you of a, a more heartfelt version of an old uh, um, animated you yeah. Know, show, uh, from the weekend, you know, from Cartoon, not, not Cartoon Network, from uh, Adult Swim. Oh. Uh, so I, I definitely think it's a recommend. Miracle says it's a recommend unless mm-hmm. they kill off her uh, her favorite character. I know somebody needs to like get me merch from this show because I really want one now. We, like I just. I bet you there's. She doesn't pay for her own streaming services either. This is such, <laughs> this is such woman privilege. Like someone buy me this merch. No, I bought my own. I bought my own food. I bought my own um, blender, which I'm really thankful. <laughs> it's a blender that basically washes itself when you put water in She's it. literally hot. Yeah. <laughs> she's literally looking for like approval for doing the bare minimum of being an adult. I bought my own food. You got it. Yeah, I cook my own food. There we go. That is, uh, That's more than 85% of the population. Yeah, and so. I do my own laundry, and I set up my own bed frame that I didn't set up for three months after. But you want people to buy you stuff. No, I just said if you guys want to. I mean, I want people to buy me stuff, too. I'm going to put my Amazon wish list <laughs> in the, in the link. Yeah, that's one of the weird... That, to me, that's one of the weirdest <coughs> things. People, no, I Guys just buy women stuff from... From like Amazon wish list. No, I you, had, you gotta start licking mics, <clears throat> dude. Yeah, no, I had this one person that I grew up with. Um, we knew each other from high school, and he got a girl pregnant. I think that was his wife now, but like she got pregnant. They were both in Germany, and she listed on her Instagram bio her Amazon wish list, uh, wish list for her baby. Uh, and like legit people were buying it because I was like really curious like who's actually buying her stuff and like they almost filled half of the list already one out of ten how hot is she I'm guessing a nine no Eh. doesn't even need to be that hot even no you don't need to be hot if you're a girl but she has a dude usually if you have a kid and a husband no no like she was like pregnant like during the time and like um she doesn't post pictures of her husband. Of course not. <laughs> no, and he's in the military too. Oh. So she's traveling with him. <laughs> I'm not going to cover up <laughs> <out> this story. <laughs> no. You can find out on TikTok. They can do that for you. But um Brett, change the topic. I'm about <laughs> to go off. We're uh we're we're going Let's talk about Pete Davidson. No, we're talking about Batman. Um <laughs> So, you okay there, Miracle? No, I thought that was funny. So, in uh, uh, Warner Brothers uh, looks to be already making the same mistakes that they always make. Yeah. Uh, in other news, water is wet. The sky mm-hmm. is blue. Um, they can't help themselves. They're like uh, they're like little mini executive crack addicts that love to make 
the, as a former, well, not crack addict, but uh, as, <laughs> as an addict in recovery, I know what it is like to make the same mistakes over and over again, and they just cannot help themselves. <laughs> um, uh, the Batman, spinoffs, uh, spinoffs and sequels dependent on the success of the movie, says director Matt Reeves. Uh, for the last five to eight years, DC has been doing this thing where they... Uh, a topic or an idea gets a little bit of traction. They announce like 30 spinoffs in movies and exactly zero of them end up getting made. Only if you pay. Exa- exactly. So it says <laughs> yep. Matt Reeves has his own pocket of the pocket of a cinematic universe to play in <laughs> since the set of the Batman that has set the de- the Batman apart from the DCEU. That said, while there aren't any spinoffs galore, galore announced for HBO Max, more content is being discussed. Uh, that's the same thing as announcing it in this day and age. Uh, but all plans that include sequels, spinoffs are tentative in that they are hinging on the reception of the movie that hasn't even come out yet. Though the trailers for the 2020 and 2021 have praised have been praised warmly. Quote, it will obviously have a lot to do with how people receive the film, Reeves has told Esquire. He could be saying this as a disclaimer in case the Batman does poorly. I personally don't see that happening. <clears throat> a scenario no one is anticipating. If anything, fans are, and especially Warner Brothers are gambling on the film being a hit and may break records like Batman movies have in the past. Consult the Dark Knight. Uh, yes, as we know. Uh, and either way, the outcome is irrelevant when Warner Brothers in Hollywood is willing to throw money at anything that has the right message. The Batman's wokeness level is unknown, but that's a lot to do with the writing. Uh, I'm saying they've got a lot writing in the next wave of DC movies like HBO Max's Batgirl that will dabble in identity politics. That's irrelevant to this here. Um, that that pet paragraph almost seems like an aside, uh, mm-hmm. though they're right that you don't know how. Uh, how much of an agenda will be in this movie. Uh, I trust Matt Reeves more than I trust a lot of directors. Uh, even if he puts it in there, he's not going to make it heavy handed. He will make, he will make it fit within the context of the story. There's a couple of things that, uh, I, that bothered me, but nothing in th- that, nothing that's deterred me from wanting to see the movie. Uh, like I said, I don't think that's relevant to this yeah. article here. Basically what it is, is that uh, they, they've announced, what is it? They've announced uh, there's going to be like a show called uh, Gotham PD. Uh, right? Was it Gotham PD? Yeah, and then Gotham PD. And then a spinoff <coughs> called The Penguin based on Colin Farrell's portrayal of the Penguin in the show. That's already two things that have been announced. Yeah, it says, report, Gotham series, uh, HBO Max series, Gotham PD, will explain how, uh, how the city became as corrupt and infested with criminals as it did. Uh, I could see them doing a Court of Owls type yeah. show uh, because the idea, which I think they're going for here, is that uh, they talk about how um, yeah, right there. I don't know what's happening. Like my throat started. Like, She's got allergies. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think the, the uh, they're going to be tempted to make Bruce's parents bad in this, meaning that they'll no. be members of the Court of Owls, meaning that they'll be part of the reason why the city is uh, uh, suffering the way that it has, and maybe they wear the veneer of. But um, then, why does his parents get killed? Can you explain that conspiracy theory? That, I don't know. that doesn't need to be. I mean, it could be done by somebody that their parents were associated with. In fact, you're more likely to get killed if you're involved with a criminal element than if you're not. Right? Not me. Everyone loves me. That is yep. true. Okay. I want to put my marketing <coughs> hat for a while and say, like, yeah. why this article is an absolute heap of boop. Okay. The trailer for the movie is phenomenal. Yes. Every Batman fan that had to deal with Ben Affleck, like was like rejoicing because it's dark it's gritty and it has the aesthetic mm-hmm. so nothing but positives positives. and then comes wv 
stepping on their own feet yet again. Yep. And they're like, hey, we got all these things planned, but only if you give us more money. Mm-hmm. That just makes me feel as a consumer that they are not confident in their product yeah. and they are not confident in the product They're once it comes out. But like it looks good. Everything yeah. it's gotten is like positive reviews. And like now, like whoever's running your PR, like you should get fired. You're you're a freaking idiot, like for real. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't. M- m- now remember, this is a this is an interpretation of an article from Esquire that Matt Reeves did. So this is from a site that uh, would hardly be considered mainstream. Uh, they're, but they're, they're basing this on what Matt Reeves said in an Esquire article. So you would say what they let Matt Reeves put into that interview would mm-hmm. be suspect. One thing I will say that they're doing right is that in the past, they kept interfering. Like in the work that Zack Snyder did, they kept interfering, making him change. They, they cut the movie down to about uh, an hour, like a 45 minutes less than what he wanted from the original movie. Then they got involved in the Justice League and had Joss Whedon do extensive, extensive reshoots. The best thing you could say right here is that at the very least... They let Matt Reeves make the movie he wanted to make. So in that in that sense, they've gotten out of their own way. Uh, it doesn't stop the bad PR from constantly announcing yeah. new things. But one could at least say that they're letting the uh, the product unfold on its own rather than the studio executives getting involved and ruining the vision for it. So at least it, it, in one sense, there's a much better op- there's a much better chance that this ends up doing well because they've left the movie alone. But that doesn't make it any less stupid to make all these announcements ahead of time. But it also like lowers the value of the side project because mm-hmm. you're almost saying like, hey, this is, there's just all this stuff we yeah. have. Yep. It's not good enough to be in the main movie, though. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, part of it is also, though, D- Warner Brothers has to take the two-pronged approach because it's no longer, it's no longer enough to just make studio movies. Uh, HBO Max is, if anything, their, uh, their path going forward. Most of these places are. Streaming is the future, mm-hmm. and the theater model is dying out. They just got to churn the living hell out of everything. I, I do remember, I, I still remember the day the miracle this would have been, you, you would have been a wee lad. Uh, <laughs> Is Lattice? Is that, what the hell do you call a female lad. I like to say laddie. L- uh, what do you f- hell do you call a female lad? I'll search it up. Latin- cont- Ladigs? Lass. 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 Oh, yeah, okay. that's actually right, though. You would have been a wee lass. Uh, there we go. Okay, so when I was young uh, and movies were coming out on VHS and DVD, mm-hmm. uh, they would say, no, buy now on VHS and DVD. I still remember the day that they changed the order and said, buy it now on DVD and VHS. Mm -hmm. That signaled the change of the times, right? The future. We're in this going now. Like, uh, as well as the Batman could do, they don't really care. Uh, Say it makes a billion dollars. A billion dollars to a company the size of Warner Brothers is nothing. They Mm -hmm. need to constantly be adding value to their services. So, But they devalue their product by already... You know, like, they're not giving, like, the drip. So, it's a marketing principle of, like, you know, like, supply and demand. Like, they're just over flooding with supply. Mm-hmm. And, like, bro, that cuts the demand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and DC, uh, this isn't the, the film version of it, but they are absolutely guilty of heavy oversaturation of the Batman character. Right. There's always three extra, you know, there's always three miniseries or Elseworld stories outside of just detective comics in the in the main timeline. So they that character, which is funny because for a long time there's a principle that you can't put 
Batman, the character of Batman on network television. Mm -hmm. They'll put Bruce Wayne on network television, but they won't put the character of Batman on there because he is too important to actually use on television. But they'll put Gotham, they'll put Commissioner Gordon, they'll put the Penguin, they'll put all these other characters there. So it essentially becomes a Bat family story without Batman in it. And that seems to be the way they're going here. Um, Would you be more interested, like say, so say these things come to fruition. Are you more likely to want to watch the Batman or you more likely to want to watch a Penguin series starring Colin Farrell or a Gotham PD series starring uh, Jeffrey Wright? Um, for me, what the hell happened? Right for there? me, <laughs> for me, one is miracle, <laughs> and for me, I'm a Smurf. <laughs> no, but for me, I'm really excited for this movie because this is where they actually make Batman the world famous detective that they claim to be. So I'm excited for that. But then the Penguin one, I do like how the actor portrayed it in Gotham. Yeah, this so, isn't him. This mm-hmm. is oh, uh, well, but that's because that was that was uh, c- before he became the Penguin for the most yeah. part. That was Oswald Cobblepot, not the Penguin. Um, yeah, but I'm still excited to see how he transforms into that character. Yes. So it's a, that's that's yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like mm-hmm. likely that'll be he'll get to be just Colin Farrell in that, not uh, <laughs> the Penguin. Yeah. Uh, if, or no, let's see. It says uh, Farrell is signed on to reprise the role of the gang uh, to reprise the gangster, and the series will explore his rise to power in the underworld. Mm-hmm. So yeah, likely he won't be in the because in the movie he's wearing a fat suit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the in the last like dope Batman movies, mm-hmm. the last villain should have been the penguin yeah uh, you'd think um they're, they're doing a good, like they keep talking about the joker just leave, you don't need the joker you don't like you don't need there's to always so go characters. back there's so many do hush do anything but mm-hmm. the joker for a while at the least. puppet guy he was super the, creepy. oh that one was super creepy He's you super remember creepy. that from the cartoon series when yeah. he like turned everybody into a puppet and then here it says a new batman cartoon is even in the works from bruce tim that matt reeves and jj <coughs> abrams are producing mm-hmm. them producing is irrelevant that's not really even important. Yeah. uh it's called batman the Cape Crusader uh, exists in its own world and is strictly capitalizing more on the boom period that the Dark Knight is in. So this goes back to what you were saying about there. They really do want to. It's almost like overcapitalize, right? If they had done this article two months Mm -hmm. after the movie like drops off the box office charts, massive success. Yes, yeah. Because then it's like reintegrating the the topic. If you bring it back into the into right. into the public consciousness and adding value. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now they're devaluing it. Like in theoretically what will happen is they will announce those things then but the, the, now the shine from it is gone. Now it's just an update and not an announcement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you lose some of that uh, excitement that you get and plus when there isn't like a main announcement like these things should never be announced this way they should be announced if it's not with footage with like a an official logo from the studio goes out to all these publications now bounding into comics is not industry affiliated they're their own thing they're not the, they aren't getting the sneak peeks that Esquire or mm-hmm. comic this is what they got out of it yeah. you know like yep. this is what the, the fans deduced yep which is more important Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I don't know how I feel. I I think that the the honestly the Gotham PD series could be good with Felix uh, Felix Leiter. That's who he played in in the James Bond series. Jeffrey Wright is the mm-hmm. actor. Felix Leiter is. Uh, you got a stink bug on the. Oh mic. yeah, the stink bug wants to hang out with hey, you. Hey, what's up? Hey, there you go. <laughs> it was very very manly of you. 
he did not freak out. <coughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think that you're right that the market oversaturation, and this is a problem. Uh, I'm, a, I'm almost not even worried about the marketing part of it. A mm-hmm. lot of it is that they make these announcements and then nothing ever comes of it. Yeah. Like they, they'll announce stuff and it takes, what the Flash movie was announced in like 2016 and it's finally coming out next year and it's like 2022. Who cares about yeah. Flash though? No, well, and nobody likes that. Uh, nobody likes Ezra. Ezra Miller as the Flash, he's he's awful. No, a, but he's a good opinion. actor for other characters. I 100% disagree with you on that. Um, uh, it's whoa, because damn. I like how he looks. Trouble in Paradise. <laughs> that's, that's fine. He had a he had a very a fairly good uh, run early on in his career as like a um, a character with a, a blood disorder mm-hmm. on the show Royal Pains. Yeah, or, or maybe it wasn't a blood disorder. He. Uh, he had a good run there, but in general, I'm not a huge fan of his acting. Plus, mm. I, he he's one of those actors where he's weird and he acts. He, he he gets like he has social media instances that happen where I let it uh, color my opinion of his performance because of the way he acts on social media. He's like a Vilu brand Shia LaBeouf. He's t- <laughs> that's so, great. Um, uh, but in general, I I I'm almost surprised they haven't announced a Catwoman. Um, series, given how uh, people are very excited for Zoe Saldana, mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana, um, Zoe Fantania? Kravitz, yeah, Zoe, oh, Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz, yeah, Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. as Catwoman. Um, nice. she's a dime piece. Yep, as Catwoman should be. Yeah, uh, as as Catwoman should be. So, like, I'm almost, I would almost rather they did her than <coughs> think about that in this day and age. They're doing a Penguin series, but they're not doing a Catwoman series. Yeah, that's pretty based. I mean, Catwoman that's, still has the stink from Halle Berry, though. <laughs> Halle Berry owns it though. She like accepted her Razzie for that award in person. She was like the first person to ever do that. You gotta. Mm-hmm. That's you gotta. Uh, that's impressive. Uh, I know that uh, Jennifer Garner didn't do that when she got the same thing for Electra. You can't be like I'm not bad. You're bad. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Uh, I, I think you're right and spot on that they shouldn't be announcing this stuff early. They should just wait and see how the movie does. And the movie's gonna do really well. It's gonna do well. It looks incredible. Yep. It's dark. It's gritty. It's mm-hmm. got a good actor. And they another thing to say though is like they can't. It's not like DC and Warner Brothers can stop the media machine from reporting on whatever they want. Like here it says there's an, an, an attached article that says rumor the Joker will appear in HBO Max, uh, the Batman spinoff series Gotham PD. They can't stop them from writing these articles. Somebody will make this stuff up out of nothing uh, based on a few comments that a uh, director gives in, a, in an interview, right? So it's not like they can stop that from happening, but they can do their best to not promote these uh, these things from getting out and kind of ruining the ambiance and the you know the vibe of uh, of how prestigious something like this should feel. That's why I say it's on the PR team. Mm-hmm. Like they were like they should have known. Spider Man No Way Home is an example of extremely good uh, marketing right. of almost perfect marketing. Uh, you could say I still believe that that thing about like tickets being sold for like two grand a piece on eBay. I think that was the studio. I still haven't seen it. Uh, you gotta see it, man. I want to see. It's it. It's very good. Uh, there was like an article where like it was like one of the first segments we did for this show where like article like tickets for No Way Home were going on eBay for like. Two grand. I still yep. think that that was the studio that did that. Sometimes uh, there's been stories in the past of like studios buying tickets for theaters so that uh, people will go into a movie that's sold out and there's like nobody nobody there and it's because the studio wants the movie to appear to do well because image is everything in these in these industries. Yep. So could be. Uh, we'll we'll see how it goes, but I definitely am more excited about the movie than the spinoffs at this point because whether the whatever you want to say about those story ideas, the movie is done by Matt Reeves. The Matt Reeves will not be as involved in the, in the HBO max stuff. Cause mm-hmm. he's kind of at a level higher than that. There has to be a demand for you to announce a spinoff. Yep. <laughs> so the, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how, we'll see how the movie goes and we will go from there, but I am excited for it. 
I'm excited for this, but right yeah. now, uh, Dane, uh, D- I have Dane, such unleash your anger. I have it's such, not anger. It's just I have such reverence for Dane <laughs> that mm-hmm. I moved an article <clears throat> so that we could talk about it sooner, and I moved it out of pod uh, out of Podluck so that Dane could talk about it more. So uh, we are going to talk about. Pete Davidson and the fact that Dane loves this article. Um, I love the... Listen, I don't have anything against Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't have movie star good looks myself. So if there if there's like a guy, you know, who's just slamming it, like good for you. Exactly. But <laughs> there's so much wrong with the article. Okay. And I think we should read it. Okay. <laughs> You're, it's a pretty short one. So you want me to read the whole... Want me to just read the whole thing? Please. Yes. Let's just go for it. Okay, so this is from Glamour, and the article says, I like how here, like, Pete Davidson has his own category. You're uh, welcome. Oh I was God. the one who found it. Um, it says, Pete Davidson thinks women like him because he is, quote, diamond in the trash. He's a <laughs> diamond in the trash. So he's not in the rough, he's in the trash. Right. Uh, so the article goes, and this is from Carrie Whitmer. It says, yes, Pete Davidson, is, Pete Davidson is aware that he has become America's most unexpected sweetheart, and he has a compelling theory that explains why. During his stand-up set at the ninth annual Patrice O'Neill Comedy Benefit concert... Stop right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. As a fan of Patrice O'Neill, and I bet we have some fans of Patrice O'Neill like, mm-hmm. listening to this podcast, he would have hated that that... Young man, this is a PG-13 stream, and I'm trying damn hard. (laughs) That commercial, typically, you know, unfunny guy that would be... Commercial, but you mean like mainstream? Mainstream commercial, just does like propaganda stuff on SNL. Saturday Night Live unfunny. Guys are dumb, am I right? I'm ugly, am I right? Like, just like ridiculous stuff. Patrice O'Neill would hate that. Mm-hmm. And like, anyway, just something I wanted to say. He's a talking head. Uh, have you ever seen this? I, I've played this for Miracle. Have you ever seen the Saturday Night Live segment Levi Wokes? No. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a joke about it's Levi so jeans. Uh, yeah. It's like a Levi jeans ad, but it's like genderless, style neutral, uh, gender nonconforming denim. There we uh, go. It's like they're made for everybody. He's like, they fit everybody because they fit nobody. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like a really funny co- comedic take on woke culture. And it's like four years old and you'd never be able to make that skit now. But he was in that and he would fit, you know, he, but he would have said whatever he had to say going the other direction because mm-hmm. they're talking heads. The bad yeah. thing about him is like, I just listen to him and he seems real ass. He seems like a cool guy. By the way, real ass is my like yes. adjective for like cool people. Mm-hmm. But Dead ass. He's real ass. But lo- but <laughs> it's like they just have him be like this. You know, like how the old stereotype was like fat husband, beautiful wife. Oh yeah, he's mm-hmm. just lost it's, without her. It's the meme. It's like it's like this is the husband. It's like it's a picture of like it's not George Lopez, but I don't know who it is in the. He may as well be. But and then the woman's <laughs> like Gal Gadot. Exactly, yeah. and he's the two point version of that. He's just a skinny loser, druggy, effeminate, emo, effeminate. Yeah. guy and apparently that's what women want man i mean why not i mean you're the woman you know <laughs> you tell us uh-huh i don't know like i feel like women just have different tastes and they just want something new they want the weird loner feminist propaganda mm-hmm. <laughs> 
They want the they want the soy boys now. By the no, way, they don't. They, okay, this is where the media screws a whole generation of yeah. men, right? Because men are like, that's what women want. like. Growing up, like I would have been, I would have taken every cue from these shows about what these shows thought that m- women wanted from men, meaning you open up a lot mm-hmm. and you share your feelings and you're vulnerable. Bullshit. Wait, something like that. M- some maybe, but in general. Is that a general? Uh, uh, no. It's My not. thing is, you can cry in front of your girl. You can't weep. Okay. Like you can be like, you can <laughs> like when you weep, like it's done. They completely undervalued the importance of men showing strength. In a mm-hmm. whole generation of right. men, the, they 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 portray stoicism as a bad thing, but stoicism matters to a lot of men because mm-hmm. it is how you cope with uh with these types with certain types of problems in your life and you're supposed to open up and be vulnerable and he is kind of this kind of i hate the term but f boy version right. of, of that like uh and this is like i said i don't think this is him like i think That's this, what is I'm a, saying. this is a character that he plays this is his pr agent so, exactly and also and i mean no i mean nothing to him like i'm commenting more on the culture not him like right. i'm not trying to throw shade at him in any way body same yeah Except I did throw shade in the yes. beginning of this. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, it then made the addendum, like, I think he's a real ass guy, but mm-hmm. like, it's just like, what he allows people to do with his brand is effing pathetic. Yeah. It's pathetic. And also, diamond in the rough mm-hmm. means a good thing in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Diamond in the trash is the same thing. You didn't fix the phrase. You're just devaluing yourself further actually yeah. i think it's what he's saying is uh if you look if you actually looked at the phrase it says like a diamond amongst trash or all men trash and you're a di-. like i'm literally i'm trying right. to figure out how how to even i think that's that. what he's trying to interpret his brand is that he's trash so in any case it would be trash among diamonds beautiful oh. Beautiful. That's the name of the episode. Yeah. Uh, during his <laughs> Let's uh, do it, Chris. Says, quote, there seems to be a curiosity about me, uh, what my friend, uh, there seems to be a curiosity about me is what my friends tell me. The Saturday Night Live star said during a set, I was trying to figure out how to explain myself to someone because I was doing an interview. I, I can uh, I can kind of sympathize with that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel bad for him in a way because a lot of times humans are so complex and unknowable mm-hmm. that to have somebody boil down to a couple of phrases is for the most part insulting but that's the life you choose when you're a public figure for real so this davidson went on to compare himself to the dvd discount bin at 7-eleven mm-hmm. where he said you might find some films like shrek forever or tropic thunder but he said that tropic thunder is a classic and it doesn't belong in the trash which is exactly what he is okay mm-hmm. I, i'm tropic thunder davidson joke now he's joking he's joking okay the perception of you my good friend is not that you're a diamond Mm-hmm. What's odd is that you are a hideous-looking young boy. <laughs> Again, not movie star good looks here, just good looks. Uh, <laughs> that you are a different-looking young boy that is odd as hell and clearly has issues. And that yet you are banging all the hot women in the world. Likely behind the scenes, I imagine he's a ruthless businessman. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Like, I imagine, like, Kim Kardashian did not get turned on by F-boy looks. Yeah. She got turned on by the fact that this dude probably negotiates ridiculous contracts and says, yeah. I'm a brand. Exactly. Like, that he lets people do his anything with his brand. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. does she. Yes. Yeah. So She it, made a career out in of, that way, we all know. 
in, <laughs> in that way, it makes perfect sense, right? Right. But what I love about that's doing, a great analysis. I fucking love that. What, Ooh, what I love about these segments is like you can take something like this, pick it apart, and it kind of they it just ever so slightly pulls back the veneer of what this industry is. Yeah. It's literally a magazine called Glamour, which is supposed to be uh, you cover up the flaws and you glamorize right. and accentuate certain aspects of these cultures, but it's under there. What it is, and now it's not that he's ugly, it's that he's ruthless as a businessman, mm -hmm. knows what his brand is, and allows <laughs> it to be exploited. Is that a bad, I don't even think that makes him a bad person. I, in fact, if anything, I, I can applaud that, but I love to see the underside of this industry come out. If you just stop for a minute and not look at it as journalist, meaning that they churn out mm. these articles for people to just read brain dead and, not, and then click on to the next thing. But if you just ever so, if you spend more than two minutes looking at this stuff, you can pull a lot out of it that's there. It's just they don't want you to see. And also, I think part of his brand is intentionally making him look dumber and worse. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that's what I hate. Yeah. And that's what I hate. Like, probably if, you know, if the guy didn't, like, made his hair like Eminem and like mm -hmm. cleaned up a bit. He'd be like a decent looking guy, you know, well, funny, great personality. But they just have to uglify him and be like, oh, I'm just the adult. Yep. And uh, girls, we love him. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> uh, I, I imagine that if you looked at Pee Wee Herman when he wasn't, uh, right. or, or what, who, Ernest, Ernest from Ernest. Uh, but that's a character. Th but that's what I'm saying. Like, but but that's what people think of that person, right? right? So um, yesterday we talked about Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. And I was like, this dude is worth fifty million dollars. He did not need to make, but he's a. It's a brand, right? So his just happens to be doing stupid stuff for money. Right. But I, I think of it kind of in the same way. His is a little bit more pure because yeah. I do think he's like an adrenaline junkie. But they're all in the end they're all businessmen right and their image is everything right so to him this article like i said i think that article is a, is a bit of a misnomer or at least he poorly explains it in the bit that uh he's not a diamond uh, amongst trash he's like uh like you said he's a uh, trash amongst trash and also mm -hmm. respect where respect is due it's always better to be like, yeah, yeah, I suck, <coughs> instead of yeah, be, instead yeah. of being like, I don't suck, you suck. No, okay. yeah, it's a it's a, a false modesty. Yeah, right. And, and that's why, like, he's probably so cool. Yep. He's because everything that I hear about him, besides the fact that he's a druggie, is that he's a cool dude. I didn't even know anything about druggie. I mean, I I don't know how much how how real that Maybe is. Maybe I just deduced that, yeah. and that's what people said yeah. because that's the aesthetic of his brand. Yeah, I had never heard that before. I mean, it kind of he has the look about him for it. But oh yeah, that's makeup. He doesn't. You don't. Sh he, people on this level don't show up in public accidentally looking in any way. But isn't that like so horrible yeah. that like they are constructing him to look like someone that's addicted to drugs? Yeah, that's where we want to push the. That's the almost worse. Yeah, that's worse. It's that, horrible. That's way worse. Like when you really think about it, it's like I really how how many days uh, off the taper do you want to look today? Do you want to look like you've been uh, fiending for three days, or do you want to look like you've been fiending for five days? Right. And this poor kid just wanted to be funny and make money. Yep. So uh, I mean, there's other celebrities where like uh, I, I'm not gonna be. Able, I should have like 
looked into it more ahead of time but there's a lot of people who make their image every i mean social media i mean he's just doing it on the the, the uh the corporate scale right mm-hmm. uh what nobody should actually believe that your social media influencer's life is exactly like how they portray uh on the internet right uh there's certain influencers like that i follow that i get a kick out of that have they don't inform my life in any way that what the things they push aren't products i buy but something about the person that they portray uh resonates with me mm-hmm. authenticity there's uh there's a a, a woman uh, like a singer on instagram named sheena melwani yeah who has this video series called like interrupted where she sings songs uh like famous covers on the piano and then her husband interrupts and, and like says really mean things about the song mm-hmm. and but that kind of catapulted her into fame but it's like now it's because she's a mom and a wife and all these things that make her brand what it is mm-hmm. but she comes off as very modest but then you look at her you know her t- her page and it links her industry rep right mm. so is she that authentic I believe that she is because I feel like I've looked at these things enough that I can discern what is a character and what isn't. But it's a lot more um, expected of those people to be more authentic. Somebody like him is packaged from start to finish. Right. Uh, but like they're packaging fake authenticity from an authentic guy. Yeah. I think I want to apologize for like the, the insult to looks. Honestly, I, mm-hmm. I, I like played into like what's normally done about him. And I'm honestly a little bit disappointed my, with myself. But like my main critique, once again, is that I just hate genuine people selling brands for profit when is is like 50% net worth when you're already like a rich stud worth like devaluing not only yourself but like the image of like men as a whole mm-hmm. i wonder how much of that at that point has to do with money and more about keeping relationships in the industry it's its own ecosystem and, and they don't necessarily see it as a as a financial bottom line as much as it is uh, keeping where you stand in the industry where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I always, I'm always hesitant to put the value, like to put the reason down to money, right? Like a lot of people, one of the biggest pet peeves that I have is when people critique celebrities who say stupid shit and then say something like, well, easy for them to say they're rich. I'm like, yeah, but problems are relative mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. to person. There's a lot of things you can criticize somebody, somebody for, but sit, pretending like they don't have problems because they're rich is low, is low T or I'm sorry, it's like low info mm-hmm. critique if bat, at best. It's low T too. Yeah. It's, well. it's something that you say when you're like, oh wow, you must have it so easy. Like, yeah, but their life probably sucks just in a way that you and I don't right. understand. Uh, money just happens to be most of our concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because they don't have that concern doesn't mean they don't have concerns or problems. Uh, those things evolve over time. They evolve over industry. They evolve over uh, what you do for a living. There's a, a number of things that make us who we are. And to say that somebody doesn't have problems because of money is, uh, is uh, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But for a guy like this, uh, I just think it's in- interesting because uh, a lot of it does come down to marketing, right? So it literally is like a marketing meme now that he's good in bed because of who he dates, mm-hmm. right? Right. How do we know that that's true and the women just don't have horrible... T- I mean, he also breaks up with them one month after, so... Yeah. It's, uh, Elliot, and says, <laughs> it's here, it says, Pete Davidson is currently in the midst of a romance with reality TV star Kim Kardashian, whom he's connected with after she hosted Saturday Night Live. In October, the two were spotted together uh, in the weeks following and confirmed their relationship. In 2018, Davidson had a whirlwind five-month romance with pop star Ariana Grande. They mm-hmm. got there's a large age difference between Grande and 
Kim Kardashian, right? This yeah. makes me think the relationship isn't real. Oh yeah, the that it's it's a package deal, right? And I never thought of that until I sat here and like you gave me your your, your take. Does uh <laughs> does she come off as authentic to you? Uh, Pete Davidson, yeah. no. Like in what uh, way? You're younger, so she might have a different perspective. She's younger than us. Well, for me, because like legit, when he was engaged to. Ariana Grande, like they didn't really explain like why the relationship fought apart after that. Um, well, but it's the, not their. For, to be fair, it's not their responsibility to well, explain like, to us why. Ariana Grande is one of those celebrities who's similar to Kim Kardashian, where they'll talk about their lives on Instagram and okay. live streams. So that's why um, it's kind of weird that he wouldn't explain about that, like what happened, what's their fallout, and then how did he meet Kim Kardashian? Because again, like Ariana Grande. I believe she's in her late 20s, and Kim is almost like 50. She's not 50. <laughs> no, she's I was over. Her, she's got to be in her like late, in her 30s. She might be 50. No, no she's, she's like 40-something. Look it up. She's 40-something. She's got to be like, but that's why I said earlier, so isn't there a large age difference between Grande and... Uh, I don't know. And in, in her, so it's oh, sweetie, she's I mean, like forty something. Our generation may not be making as much money as the boomers, but we're all. She's forty one. My bad. Sorry. She's so she's not that old. She's, she's not that she, old. She but looks good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I still, I, I still stand by my extremely hot take that Kim Kardashian now. Uh, I would rather have the Kim Kardashian sex tape now than Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Uh, when she was in her 20s. We would okay. need both to compare. Yeah, and, and I was right about um, Ariana Grande's <laughs> age. She's 28. Yeah. So imagine that. And like, she's been creepily marketed as, like, looking really young. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, do- she looks like a 14-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's 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 Holly weird. I don't want to get into that right. today. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. So from... Uh, <laughs> I still say that... Uh, <laughs> It is just it is just a sign of just how much of this industry is mass produced and designed to be seen a certain way, and that there is none of this stuff happens by accident. So, yep, I don't know. Mm. So, okay, then here's the real question: Pete Davidson or Kanye West? Come oh, on, Kanye. Kanye. Kanye is so nice. I knew I know your answer. That's why I asked her. You can't you can't even make the comparison. Come on. No, like Kanye, I feel like he is a saint because like right now, like he's trying to like get homeless people to be his model i'm no no that, first of all that's not saint behavior and this is this article <laughs> this article was um to say the least uh dude he's like the genius of our time this, this article to say the least is um well i'm only calling him a saint because he's getting them like a job uh well it's been since disproven but i want to go through this article. oh yeah yes uh so it says, kanye west i want homeless people to model my clothes for upcoming yeezy collab the first time I saw this, I thought, oi, um, oi, like, he's just weird enough right. where he, he might not track that this is not <laughs> the best marketing ploy. He don't care. Uh, it says, Kanye West has a radical new idea to address the homeless crisis in Los Angeles. He wants the homeless to get some experience modeling clothes they make. Mm-hmm. Like, I can literally feel the bad <laughs> idea mobile pulling, like, <laughs> three-point turning into its spot. Uh, it says, here's the deal. Kanye is working with streetwear, streetwear brand Skid Row Fashion Week on a new collab and fashion show that, with the ultimate goal of helping the homeless. That, That's cool. as an idea, is fantastic. That's cool. But it, it, it also can't just be that, right? Mm-hmm. It has to come with like uh, mental health counseling and job training and something that goes beyond just using them for day labor. Uh, in a fashion show, sure, it's creative day labor, but it's just day labor, and that's effed up. 
But doesn't mm-hmm. he mean that the proceeds go to help people in Skid Row? Yeah, it does. Okay, so it says the founder of Skid Row Fashion Week tells TMZ he met with Kanye earlier this week, this month while Yee was recording Donda 2 at his studio in LA's Arts District near Skid Row. And they decided to create a... a, a see, that, that this was the first thing that made me like suspicious. I'm like, and they decided right then, that, right then and there to do this? Sure. No, nobody makes a decision that quickly. There's meetings that he happen. He seems like the guy, though. Like, he, that's why it's believable, his right? His personal quote I do this, it for the dopeness. Yeah. If Jay Z said this, nobody would believe it. That guy's a brand too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, but I'm saying, but nobody would believe it because, but this is just, just a little bit on brand enough to be a Kanye thing. For right? That's true. But so, also, what's your opinion about Kanye allegedly spreading rumors about Pete Davidson's having <laughs> AIDS? <laughs> like that, that's coming out now. We could have made a separate video on yeah. that alone. Um, <laughs> I love it's so petty. He's, if it's true, it's awesome. <laughs> it's just so petty. It's petty, but like, that, that's petty as fuck. You know, I hope all my exes, new boyfriends, have AIDS too. You know, what? Like, I get it. It's uh, it, it's just. It, it's I like, wish him well. Like yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, I can't tell if that's Kanye or if that's just petty boyfriend or if it's like this uh, super sign like m- amazing like evolution of like jealous angry boyfriend Kanye that is now in its final form mm-hmm. <laughs> like he has evolved into his into his final form and it is jealous angry Kanye who's just petty enough to spread an AIDS rumor about about his girl his ex-wife's new boyfriend I mean mm-hmm. he might dude yeah. like he might as well just name his new album Pete Davidson has AIDS or sell the <laughs> or be like go talk to the oh dudes from to, Matt, to Trey Parker and Matt Stone and be like can we do it can we do a, a Pete Davidson has AIDS South Park episode <laughs> Oh, that's great. Fish Sticks episode is still one of the greatest South Park episodes of all time. Yep. So, so it says, David Sebastian, the founder of Skid Row Fashion Week, tells TMZ he met with Kanye earlier this month, month while Yee was recording Donda 2 at his studio in the LA Arts District near Skid Row, and they decided to create Yeezy X Skid Row Fashion Week clothing collab. <laughs> David says that his company donates a portion of all sales to helping those living on Skid Row in the factory that makes the clothes and employs the homeless uh, that makes the clothes employs the homeless. In addition, the Yeezy collab will 100% will use 100% of the proceeds to help the homeless on Skid Row. The fashion line drops February 22nd, and we're told the money from the sales will help hire more people struggling with homelessness to work on Skid Row Fashion Week in the Skid Row Fashion Week factory. Mm-hmm. Skid Row Fashion Week is such a weird name for a company. I keep having trouble. For real. Uh, what's more, David says that he and Kanye are in the early stages of planning a fashion show where they'd hire. People from the S, uh, so Skid Row Fashion Week factory to model the clothes. So that's what they're saying here. Um, it's genius. I mean, mm-hmm. is it really any different than somebody running a nonprofit? Uh, how different is it for? It's it feels exploitative to me on the base level, but they're also they're thinking about it. I, I this feels like 4D chess to me yeah. that I probably just don't get. It may be. But like, as, but as a mar- as somebody who works in marketing, does this? With if somebody came to you and you're like, we're gonna do this, where you're like, oh crap, it's on mm-hmm. brand, dude. Yeah. Like, before Donda, yeah. which is basically, uh, like a tribute to his mother. Like, who and, and with songs called Praise God and things like this. Like, who's this wholesome in, in today's day and age? The one before this this album, I think, was like a full like Christian album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Yep. It all stems from his comment that like the the ancient artists that we revere today all or most made arts in base of deities of God and, mm-hmm. and like the greater connectiveness and he is trying to do that. But the thing about but, well about this that's a little weird is that 
<laughs> a bunch of the people there on Skit Row yeah. are LARPing kids with daddies that have trillions of dollars in trust funds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just doing it, you know, to express themselves. Yeah. And only in America, dude. Only in only America. in a only in a country as first world as this one can you LARP as a homeless person. I suppose we should have ta- we should have known this was coming when we started making jeans with holes in them that this was going to happen one day. Dude, this is why you're my wife. <laughs> uh, or my husband. I'm, I'm the husband. Wife. You're the okay, wife. I'm the wife. This is why because this is why I'm your wife. <laughs> because I hate holes in jeans. Yes. You are buying an unfinished product. This is not stylish. You're foolish. Have you ever seen? Do you want me to cut holes in your jeans? No, oh. Miracle. I do not. Have you ever seen the videos of how they make? Thanks those? for asking. <laughs> yeah. They're done by people too. It's not done by a machine. It's nope, literally it's done, done by, by person. people. They bleach it and then like they it's style. <laughs> yep. They bleach it and then like they cut like slits into it and the then person always looks so sad when mm-hmm. they're making it. Like my grandmother told me the whole thing because she used to own a, a basically a sweatshop. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> On the fourth topic, <laughs> yeah. uh, we here at Pop Culture Crisis do not advocate for the use of sweatshops. No, in any because way, she was a form. she was an employee there too. There we go. So did yeah. she did she own it or was she? There's a huge <laughs> distinction there. Did she own it or did she? No, she, or was she to, an employee. She. I need she, to know. She used to own one, but then she was. Uh, then she lost Damn. that job. I'm guessing it, you don't mean that it's an actual sweatshop. It's not. I okay. was just joking. You about You should that. be careful about how you phrase. This. I told you, Miracle was the Fed. She is. I told you. <laughs> she she told was the Fed. How am I the Fed? I don't know. She's trying to get us in the. Tr- she wants to get us fired. Yeah, a trouble. Listen to these two men laugh at homelessness. <laughs> that's what like, like, but it's like, we're having this discussion, and like, but we're not trivializing homelessness. They mm-hmm. are trivial. No, it's, be- it's being trivialized by these people. Right. There's well, people mm-hmm. because it's all the rage in California to be <laughs> broke and living in the street, and they want to be a part of it. Yep. So it says uh, we're told that they also want items found on Skid Row to be Skid Row to be integrated into the ensembles. One idea being kicked around: a trash bag puffer jacket. Yeah, you know there's like a trend. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. There's like a trend in China, like in early Vine days, where you can put a trash bag like over your body and make it into a shirt. Brett needs a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Have you ever heard of that? Like, there's an Asian girl where she puts a trash bag, like, over, like, her body. Like, she, like, cuts holes into it and makes it into a shirt. This is, this cool. is why. Yeah. <laughs> it exists. Will, um, okay, I, I, I don't think there's a way for me to do this without going off the rails here a little bit. This is one of those things where people don't know how to read the room. Right. And they have no, they have no self-awareness whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, the people doing this... We're just, we're gonna skate by it. If we were, if I was on IRL right now, I would I would rant, but I'm not. So it's a high end fashion line for people without jobs. It's, yeah, this is but but it's like it's so trivial, and it and it does this in a way that it's like only only in America could you do this and not be able to read the room and understand that what you're doing is like nobody else in the world with any semblance of actual problems would ever be able to understand why this is a thing. Right. Ever mm-hmm. like like I, I told you the other day, like, I want the term first world problems to come back because it, it united us rather than divided us. We can bring it back, baby. Boy. But by the we fact can. that like we are all like very blessed to be here uh, in this country, uh, being all things being considered, we are we have so many options, so many blessings that most will never understand. For real. And people need to be able to understand that that's not necessarily a, a good or a bad thing. It just is what it is. But this is so 
tone deaf. Yeah. Uh, what the, the trash, not, not what he's doing, but I'm saying like the idea of the clothes being inspired by that. Like to me, it just, it doesn't work. But then uh, the point is, then I found this article like the, the day after. It says, reps deny Kanye Skid Row fashion collab. We're not aware of this. Now, is it on brand for Kanye to not tell his reps this? It might be. Mm-hmm. Like he's as, as off the cuff as he is and as, uh, as uh, what's the term, uh, as authentic, not authentic, but as eccentric of an artist as he is, he's also a businessman. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it's just on brand enough for him to do something like this, but I also don't think it's off, I don't think it's on brand for him to not tell his reps about it. Yeah. I, I don't think that he would do that. Well, it, would you tell Kanye to his face that you like certified lover more and more? Than do it. I might. How I, tra- much? I trailed Drake to his Canadian face. <laughs> that certified level boy is trash. Okay. Sorry, that's a different argument. But how, how much am I getting paid because Kanye? Nothing. Oh. Nothing. Oh. I have a great story about Kanye West in Chicago. I will tell you guys off air. Okay. okay. Um. But my question <laughs> is, like, um, since, like, you guys are, like, kind of criticizing, like, his fashion line, would you buy, like, anything from his fashion line? Because I went onto his website to see how much his new Yeezys cost. And the adult ones cost over seven hundred dollars. It's a little no, bit no. outside my price. <laughs> <laughs> well, like um, I'm looking on like oh wait no no not seven hundred that's the name of the shoe. Um, it's over two hundred plus. Still outside my price mm-hmm. range. I mean, would you buy it, Dane? I, I haven't. You know. Well, I, you love Kanye I so do much. Lo- I love Kanye's music. <clears throat> but do you love his fashion? That's I don't called know. I, brand I don't, synergy. I, I don't really like. You're the marketer. You should know all about synergy. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just. Uh, I don't buy name brand clothes. That's yeah, true. I, I like I like my clothes to be like purely colors. I don't. I don't. I hate brands as well. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't wear logos on shirts or anything like that either. Well, I'm wearing a Timcast shirt, which you can find on Timcast.com. I mean, the shirts are actually dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't step on. Don't step I on like me. the new, uh, but they don't have it in green yet. My, my girl size. stole my no. snack shirt. Oh, she stole it. You can Don't grab- all that. That's theft. I know. What do you mean? I know, but you can grab another one downstairs. That's theft. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, although Kanye is all for helping the homeless, he isn't planning on doing it through streetwear anytime soon. Despite Buzz claiming the Jesus Walks rapper has been, I always laugh at like what songs they choose to give people right. when, or, or like what, or what movies they, they you know. Framing. Can, yeah. Like it's totally like if it's, if it's a bad article, they list the worst movie they've ever mm. been in. And words in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> You can also buy Yeezys for little infants. Imagine that. Go into debt early. <laughs> I'm going to buy uh, Chris Carr's. Son, so Shiloh. You should do that. <laughs> I'm going to so buy him baby Yeezys. Oh, Just, they're 140 if you can buy them. Despite Buzz claiming the Jesus Walks rapper has been scouting Skid Row for models to start an upcoming collaborative clothing line and runway show with Skid Row Fashion Week Apparel, reps connected to Yee for... Yay. Sorry, I still say ye. Should be too easy if it was ye. I'll allow it. I, I, yeah. Yay, 44. Tell the post no such project is underway. Yay has been deep, uh, has a deep and solution oriented commitment to addressing issues surrounding homelessness. A Yeezy Gap spokesperson exclusively told the post. But this reported event is not on our schedule at this time, nor are we aware of any product collaboration and development. Okay. Which of these two news sources are, is, is more reputable? Well, the first N- one New is York. from TMZ, and the second one is from the New York Post. The I New trust York the New York Post. Post. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, what's funny about that is, is I was telling Miracle the other day, and I was telling Hannah Claire, I said, mm-hmm. 
you TMZ, told me this too. TMZ is one of the most weirdly unbiased places. They just report, and the stuff they report on just is it's so weird that mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be biased. It's just weird. But it's unbiased, but false. Yeah. Not always. I mean, I get a lot of stuff. I, I like Lad Bible and TMZ for a lot of the stuff because it allows what it is is they, they uh, report on a lot of stuff prematurely. Mm-hmm. So right. then you cut, co- but that's to keep you coming back for the follow up article and the article after that. And I'm finding myself weirdly, I'm here for it. I am, I am here for a lot of it because I get a kick out of it. They just get good footage of people losing it. They really mm-hmm. need to start selling all that stuff on as NFTs. <laughs> Don't give that devil ideas. I know, right? They'd never have to. They'd never have to sell advertising because they could make all their money that way. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So, uh, final thoughts. Yay to ye to to homeless uh, clothing line or nay? Ye, get it? Ye or nay? Well, yay I or looked at the shirt. So, if you go back to TMZ for the shirt, would you buy that? I would not buy it. Would you buy that? I want to see it. I mean, it's, it's very on bland. the side. It's, it's very bland. I love the concept, and I think that I love he's, the concept, he's yeah. going <coughs> deep to find something that's creative, as is his personality, mm-hmm. and an out-of-the-box way to help the community. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where you can't just... This would have to be a full-blown presser mm-hmm. to announce something like this. You can't just announce something like this offhand because the headlines will be too crass and too uh, fr- and framed in ways that make it look negative. So you have to be able to come Especially up there with, for him. with all yeah. your details and ducks in a row so that you can answer all the questions people will inevitably have for something like this mm-hmm. i agree so for me i wouldn't buy it because again like i'm kind of along the lines you guys i i wouldn't buy name brand usually i get name brand stuff if somebody built um somebody else buys it for me <laughs> again <laughs> female privilege yeah so like it's funny because like um i do have like michael kors stuff that somebody else bought it for me i have a michael we're guys we don't know what that's like yeah and then, i actually have a jacket my ex bought me yeah, I saw it and I was like, "Ooh, this is nice." I have the same one. The only example I can give that is like I the I I wear Aquadigio <laughs> as a cologne because I got mm-hmm. it as a gift from like my very first girlfriend ever and has since continued to buy it. That would yeah. be like the only example of something like that for yeah, me. Yeah. They spoil us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. Um, I like I said, I, I as an idea. This is a good idea, but it needs to be more. Um, it would need to be delivered in a press release that is far more mm-hmm. uh, overall and encompassing than what we got from this. I need to hear from him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Watch Not just from a rep. Yeah. Yep. Maybe he might say it on Twitter. Maybe. Maybe. Twitter. Twitter is where happiness goes to die. Amen. Yep. Um, okay. Halo. Let's go. Halo. You watched the trailer, yes. Dane. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I was actually surprised at how good this trailer was. Now, uh, full disclosure, I am not, I never played Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I, I vin, I'm a vintage gamer. I own like, uh, I own multiple Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo. A, NES, uh, up through Nintendo 64 uh, and under. Uh, but everything after that, it was just, it, it was outside my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I had a PlayStation 2 for a while to play a couple of specific games, but never really got into it after that. But I do know that, uh, first of all, I was surprised because I thought this was going to be a movie and mm-hmm. not a television show. Um, and the first thing that stuck out to me is it looked like there was a good amount of money sunk into the budget on this yeah. as far as the visual effects. Um, oh, yeah. And as somebody who has seen, who has not played the game, but has seen gameplay and seen every cover of the video game, obviously the helmet in the outfit is in the costume is, I guess you'd call it a, a suit, but yeah. it's spot on. But Cortana looks creepy every, as hell. Yes. What, creepy as hell. 
the first thing I noticed was that the comments were all over the place, uh, meaning it, nobody has much faith in video game movies no. and, or television nor should shows, you. And, nor should you. Sonic was an uh, was uh, an aberration, as was Detective Pikachu. But it's not like they're based on actual gameplay. Did you see that? The Detective mm-hmm. Pikachu? Yeah. I never saw it. Oh, yeah, I did. I watched it two times, and I like it if it's a different story, but it does like rewrite the first Pokemon movie. So the first Pokemon movie... Um, Mewtwo actually like forgives like human beings and tries to help them but then the new movie Detective Pikachu basically rewrites it and says that Mewtwo still hates like humans spoilers yes. thank you for that miracle sorry <laughs> um, so the the first thing that I noticed was that it did seem like there was a good amount of money s- sunk into the budget yep. the sets uh, look good you know the ground level sets look good uh, as if they built the stuff in an actual desert but it doesn't look like it's all done CGI mm-hmm. some of the explosions are clearly CGI but done well enough that they don't feel uh, as if you're being taken out of the moment the, you know something that did take me out of the moment there's this actress mm-hmm. I don't know her name but like every every scene looks really well, but she's so dramatic. The which do you know which one it is? The know. Asian one. Yeah. Uh, Quan Ha. Uh, she's so dramatic in the whole trailer. It kind of took me ha. out every time. Mm-hmm. The the actress who plays uh, Halsey, uh, Catherine Halsey, is mm-hmm. that from the game? I I, I don't know if either I don't know. know. Oh, I thought you play. First I only shooters. played multiplayer. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I play um, role playing games. So. Me too. Those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor who plays Master Chief, Pablo Schreiber, is actually really, really good. But uh, as far as I would understand, he wears the helmet the whole time, right? Yeah, but is he going to do that iconic voice? Well, I mean, <coughs> he's voicing the character. It's not whoever voiced it in the game. But uh, that actor, which, what's weird about it is he's got a very distinct face. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to put him behind. It's kind of like putting pa- uh, Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian where he has to wear a helmet like the whole time. Yeah. Uh, very distinct face makes it hard to, for an actor who has a really certain look to really emote. So yeah. he's going to mm-hmm. have to do a lot more with his voice than he normally would have to. Steve Buscemi as yeah. Master Chief. Oh, like that'd that. be so funny. Um, um, Can you do that in the voice? There's like, no way. There's uh, <laughs> there like, so Pablo Schreiber, Natasha McKellen, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she was in um, Designated Survivor as Kiefer Sutherland's wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I know she is. Uh, and then Bokeem Woodbine is uh, probably the most expensive actor they yes. have there. Uh, probably cost a lot of money to get him to do nine episodes of this. Nine episodes. So it's like, this is going to be long form storytelling. Uh, I don't know how, if it, and from one of the other things I read was that it's not canon to the games. Mm-hmm. So this is like its own story. So people are like, it's going to be bad because they're so not even following. Probably. The, it's like Mortal Kombat, like the new one. Yeah, it's uh, it's not canon to the mm-hmm. series, which, like I said, as we as I always say, and this is you don't have built-in fans, you have mm-hmm. built-in critics who are going to be very, very their eyes are going to be wide open to every thing that go that feels different, everything that's uh, you know unfaithful to your to the source material. Mm-hmm. You really can't win in these situations. The best thing they can do here is make as much action as possible to keep uh, it away from you know horrible storytelling and make it more action. But the action looks good. Yep. Um, I like I said. I don't have a, a ton of knowledge about the gaming series, but I do know that uh, they, they change. Like the actress who plays Cortana is who the one who voices it in the game, uh, but she doesn't look like she looks in the game, right? Because she's got a no. different. Like she looks blue. She, I mean, she looks yeah. In, in the game, she's like a blue hologram. But like I don't know. There's something just so unsettling about how <laughs> she acts. 
Yeah. So it says filmed in Hungary. <laughs> so they, I mean, they went abroad to film this. This wasn't mm-hmm. filmed on a soundstage in California. So the some money went into it. it. Says Pablo Schreiber and Bokeem Woodbine starred in a Michael Bay film together called Thirteen Hours. I never saw that. Uh, Woodbine is a fantastic actor. So he, uh, I'm I'm hoping that he gets a lot of screen time. Yeah. Um, he's not the main character because obviously the the main character is played by Schreiber. But uh, in general, uh, I just wanted to get your guys' take on it because it's just I'm I'm so burnt out on video game anything mm-hmm. when it comes to film adaptations because the arguments eventually start you know whether we're talking The Witcher because some people played the game rather yeah. than read the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other examples? Uh, Tomb Raider had a horrible 2018, which was completely devoid yeah. of well, any Uncharted. joy and. Uh, Uncharted. Uncharted I'm up. really excited for that. But because, because that kid looks is great. <clears throat> yeah, but and that's um, a movie and has Tom Holland, so that's right. automatically set to an advantage. Yeah, but then also you remember Doom Patrol. But that's based on a, a comic. No, Doom Patrol. I, I leg- no the video game with the okay. It's a movie that's based on a video game that The Rock was in. That's Doom, <laughs> not Doom Patrol. I mean, <coughs> Resident Evil <coughs> movies. That's just Doom. Really? Just Doom. Damn, I'm making up names. She's now. very old. She's very young. She, <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. never heard of the game Doom. Um, Resident Evil movies, mm-hmm. trash. They are. The Final Fantasy movie, trash. How have we not. The mm-hmm. fact that we're. You know what the sad thing is? Is given the, the climate we live in now, we're never going to get a Duke Nukem movie. What's Duke Nukem? It's too Nukem? late. It's too late. It's too late. Like, imagine what we is? got a Dolph Lundgren Duke Nukem movie back in the 90s. I'm Duke. sorry, what is this? It's like a it's like a shooter game with like a guy that's like very vulgar, very funny. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You, you shoot strippers and you stri- and you shoot uh, bad guys <coughs> and you say hail to the king, baby. Like uh, it's amazing. It, it's I amazing. Mean, it will never survive in this PC culture. You would never be able to make it now. In fact, yeah, yeah, I, I suppose like somebody could if they were if it was done like uh, if somebody like leased the pro- or like you know like licensed out the property to make yeah. the movie. Hey man, if you love death threats, go ahead and make it. Dude, Do no, it. I'm down. I'm down for. <laughs> Brett's gonna make it. I'm down <laughs> for the Duke Nukem movie. I don't know who I would have play him now, but uh, I mean, there's no really who's bold. The Rock. Mm-hmm. They just get the Rock to play him. Nah. <laughs> he looks, even though he's not white, not blonde, and not. Uh, <laughs> but the Rock is like a tough dude that you, apparently is wholesome. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. It was it was a joke. I was kidding. I wouldn't actually have the Rock play Duke. You Nukem. could smell while he's cooking. You nice could. home cooking. Um, Aww. So. Um, so video game movies in general don't do well. Maybe we're in an era now where TV, sh- maybe these were just meant to be TV shows. Maybe we find out maybe. that this, I mean, Assassin's Creed was a horrible movie. But it you, was. You know why they aren't good? It's because they, the way they act, the character is like, my name is blah, blah, blah. I am from the town of Kadubadu. And they just get, <laughs> they just get into their theater kid thing. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell they've never played the game. They have no respect for it. They don't have any respect for gamers either. Mm-hmm. So it's Henry like, Cavill works as the Witcher <coughs> because he both read the books and played play the games. Played the games yeah. and he's a gamer and like he'll, like he'll tell you Henry the part Cavill of Henry Cavill is Duke Nukem. He rules. Let's go. I don't think we should do that to Henry Cavill. My biggest dream in the world is for there to be like a four-part Final Fantasy VI movie. <gasps> oh my god! Getting god. actors like him. Well, have you watched the Final Fantasy movie where they animated it? Uh, Doesn't count. It's like the Dragon Ball Z movie. It never existed. Oh like, well, I, was, I liked it because one of my favorite because char- you're broken inside. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite character was Redhead, and then Sephiroth 
like coming in i was like that's hot and i will say oh you mean the children <laughs> yeah oh i saw that one yeah that, that one. one was good the original tomb raider movie is a masterpiece <laughs> of sorts yep i love the original never saw it lo- oh. Oh. me and you i, I believe it's, it's got to be on a streaming service somewhere yeah right? it is not we're not talking cradle of life we're talking <laughs> it's a um um, who's it? Uh, Chris, Chris Stuckman made mm-hmm. his own made, made like a, a a guilty pleasure video about it. How it's the greatest movie ever. Mm-hmm. She kicks a guy with a motorcycle. It's a, we'll watch it. Me and you will watch. Let's it. We'll do sit it. down and watch it sometime. It's the best movie ever. It has Angelina Jolie. It, Peacock. It like probably it hot. probably is the best uh, video game movie mm-hmm. next to maybe the original Mortal Kombat. I'm just mad people. that they um, if they wanted to be funny, they could have gave her triangle titties. They, they should have. That's great. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> have you seen the meme where it's like, these graphics are so real. Yeah. And then it's like, it shows that. And that was like, me at 12 year old me, and it's Stone Cold Steve Austin says, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the face is just a block. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it's just like him. It's so real. Yeah. Like, that's what, the, that's what they need to do. Well, uh, the future of video game movies or anything like this is Free Guy mm-hmm. with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, that is the best um, implementation of Did video game it? culture that there is right now. Have you seen Free Guy? No. We'll watch that, too. I only yeah. watch movies when Tim, like, pulls on Slack. We're going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, have you watched 8-Bit Christmas? That's no. also a video game movie. But then there was a Kevin Smith movie where they it was also called 8-Bit and they had Pac-Man. Wow, I never saw it. Mm, something. Question is, have you seen Dogma? What's Dogma? Oh wow, that's the greatest Kevin Smith movie. Yes, um, Miracles. <laughs> like I don't know what that is. I don't that's know what okay. that is. Um, so we'll see. Uh, to be young. There's a char- like there's an actress there, there's an actress in this movie na- whose name is Charlie Murphy. I feel bad yeah. for her. Lol. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It is. It, it is. So uh, the comments for this, like, like I said, the, the the general consensus for this movie or for this show is like it's all over the map. Uh, you're never gonna unite people entirely, mm-hmm. but there's plenty of things, including the graphics, the way that, especially the suit that he wears, uh, yeah. to be hopeful for. So I think we'll probably review we'll at least look at the first episode and decide if we want to review it from there. funny thing is mm-hmm. that is, that is exactly how it felt when watching the trailer like this looks great oh, why is she so dramatic oh mm-hmm. my god yeah. uh, like, well so i was just like best okay comparisons um you remember when the um mandalorian came out the trailer for it compare that one to this one which one would you watch uh this one because star wars sucks yeah oh. the mandalorian <laughs> had literally any goodwill that star wars has right now has <clears> been <throat> rebuilt by the mandalorian because of all the hope that people lost through the sequel trilogy star yeah. wars is a family with daddy issues ruining <laughs> the entire universe also like don't forget incest and incest <laughs> <laughs> Um, we should have invited Andrew up here. If we're going to talk Star Wars, if you want to see demoralization in action, <laughs> talk to Andrew about Star Wars. Well, Andrew, Can't wait. <laughs> Andrew's <laughs> still upset that you won't talk about high fantasy stuff with him yeah, on the show. I, I, because, uh, yeah, I, I don't talk... I, it's just not my thing. I, I I can't do the dialogue, man. We'll make a dork show. One of the funny, <laughs> one of the funny things about Vox Machina yeah. is that it's like it's pretending to be high fantasy with a bunch of people with American accents who right. are like, "Hello, my lord." I'm like, "That's not how that sounds." <laughs> my so- lord. Hello, sire. I'm like, you can't say that with an American accent. Yeehaw. Exactly. Yeehaw. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeehaw. Oh my god! Lord. Imagine doing that in a country ass accent. I can do it. Do um, it. 
do. Not right now. Do. Oh. So before we go, I do want to see what you guys thought about the Valve. Uh, there, there's actually going to be a new. Uh, what do you? What Stream would you call deck. it? But I'm saying it's a Steam Deck, but it's like it's it's a it's a handheld console. Here's yeah. The, here's the issue with this. Mm-hmm. So. In the gaming community, it's usually broken down in two parts, mm-hmm. b- besides all the genres. PC gamers. Yes. And console. Yeah. PC gamers <laughs> hate console players for yeah. some reason unbeknownst to me. They just love their mouse so much and they click in and they, it, it gives them joy. Mm-hmm. Here, you have a... You kind of have something for console players to be able to play PC gamers. Mm-hmm. There's several issues. <clears throat> Number one... If you're a gamer, mm-hmm. especially in, in shooter games, no console controller will ever give you the control a, a mouse gives you. Yeah. So I'm sure this will have some connectivity to it. But no, the they people, do. Like, the below the joystick part, that's, like, their mouse. I bet. But mm-hmm. the people to which this is marketing to, yeah. they're marketing so that, hey, it, it doesn't have the mouse. It has, like, the controller scheme yeah. that you're used to. Mm-hmm. So... And also, PC gamers, they love their mouses. Yeah. And the second thing is, they love running stuff at the highest rest possible. Yeah, so... That's the, the whole point of right. having a co- of doing it uh, PC, right? Is right, that you can the run whole it. point. Yeah. So it's a low res, uh, marketed towards people that hate mouse. Mm-hmm. It like, feels very conflicted. Mm-hmm. It is super conflicted, but like... I, I, I'm predominantly a console gamer, mm-hmm. but I love PC games too. Like, but... <coughs> All it's this reminds me of the drama around um, Cyberpunk 2077. Like, yeah. yeah, you can run it on a PS4. <laughs> and then people tried and it just didn't work. I run yeah. it on a PS5 and it shuts down every day. Yeah. Oh. Every day. Like, two times. Then people were mad because they said this should mm-hmm. have been marketed as con- or as uh, that PC was the only way you were going to get these graphics because people got the, the testers or whatever. And, like, you can only do the... Dude, you paid 70 bucks for a beta test. Yep. Yeah, but if you scroll down, there's a trailer for it, and the guy's trying to sell it to you all the way down. Like, there's, yeah. Um, basically, he's trying to sell it to you. He's like, oh, yeah, unlike your Switch, it's bigger, and it's more portable. And then you can connect to your wireless earbuds better than the Switch. Like, he keeps on comparing it to the Switch. I mean, in general, if your if your whole product is based on comparing it to something else, it's usually not the best way to market it. You, no. It needs to stand on its own. Especially no. a switch. Like, if I took a dump on this table, which I might, <laughs> and and put and on this, don't do it. We want you back. I, I might. My and pride will not allow me to bring you back if you do this. I'll clean it up, <laughs> okay. and, and then Find you write them. Nintendo on it, and you put it here. Some Nintendo stand is going to take that poop, rub it on his face, and be like. This is the greatest innovation since, I don't know, wa- running water. Well, you remember when Nintendo did that whole series where you can play with cardboard and it was connected to a game and you made your own console out of cardboard? I bet. No, it was a real thing. I bet. And I can't believe it was I real. Never, I will never understand. This is one of these things that we, we talk about a lot here, mm-hmm. not just on the show, but in this company about tribalism. <coughs> like, it's the weird people who are like, Apple's better than Android. Mm-hmm. Or I like PC better than... Yeah. It's like people are just like... It's like, it's just different, dude. 
It's just people like different things. It's yeah. so weird to me that people... I mean, it's the same thing that draws people into the need to be uh, to, to root for a sports team, right? Mm-hmm. You have that desire to feel part of a group, mm-hmm. uh, an in-group. And I just... I That's always been a foreign concept for me. I mm-hmm. played team sports my entire youth and skating became... I, and I quit eventually. I loved hockey. I loved mm-hmm. playing hockey. But the, the team element to me was important, but not nearly as important as it was to certain other people. I loved playing hockey. I, I, I liked being with the kids I played with, but I didn't feel like I needed to be part of a team uh, as much. So uh, I feel like that comes into play in, in, in industries like this a lot. Like the, they're, they're marketing it as better than Nintendo, mm-hmm. but they should just be marketing it on its own merits. They're just, again, bad marketing. They're just going to make Nintendo fans bad. Yeah. It should be like it has augmented mm-hmm. features in comparison to well, the Switch. Well, also they advertise in this trailer, like not trailer, the advertisement, basically um, you can switch out SIM cards. So you can have as much storage as you want, but um, if you do buy it and you don't need to like buy extra SIM cards, or not SIM cards, um, SD cards, basically the highest storage one you can buy is like 512 that's gigs. not good. Yeah. It's not good if they're advertising it to PC gamers. That's not good, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's, you guys, make <coughs> those, you both make excellent points there. It says, we yeah. will start sending invites shortly. Okay, so this is Valve announcement that the Steam Deck uh, will go on sale February 25th, so that's about a month away. Uh, according to the company's blog, customers have reservations. We'll get an email on that day and have three days to place an order. Mm-hmm. Valve also says it'll release new batches on a weekly basis so that if, you get, so if you've got a reservation, March will be the time to keep an eye on, on your email. So they're just giving release date information. It says, mm-hmm. it's good to finally have a date for when the handheld console will be coming out. When Valve announced the Steam Deck in 2021, it was originally uh, slated to ship in December of that year. No way that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. But it's there's a good idea, no yes. way that technology is there yet. No. Like the Stadia, right? Is that the other one that kind of crashed and burned? That, but, I mean, that one was just, like, so predictably bad because it's, like, they market it at, um, like it won't have any lag. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. you cannot guarantee that. Yeah. You don't know my internet connection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so they keep to make on. make that a shirt. You don't know my internet connection. Mine's great, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But most people aren't Dane. <laughs> but hey, it's also, not easy being that's easy true being it really ain't but okay so dane question would you buy this or would you just buy a nintendo switch because they keep on comparing it to nintendo switch um you remember we are you a, are you a handheld gamer <clears throat> i used to be but like mm-hmm. if i want to play pc games i'll play in a pc yeah because like they keep on advertising like below the joysticks that's your mouse so like you can scroll on it and then click on it like a mouse but it's so weird. It's awkward because Dude. like he, he's showing you how to play it like a demo game. Like he's playing with the joysticks and then he goes down and clicks on it with his thumbs. I hate those mouse pads. I hate too. it too. Yeah. No one likes them. That's Nick what has that mouse pad for his <coughs> computer downstairs. Yeah. And he's like, here, here's how you use it. I'm like, I don't want to use this Nick's thing. a dirty yeah. hipster. Oh. <laughs> and like, I love you, Nick. Nobody <laughs> should be that handsome anyways. Oh. For real. He's beautiful. But like what I'm saying, like I started this saying like PC gamers love their mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because like they like the clicking part. They like they like everything. They mm-hmm. like aiming easy. They like the mm-hmm. you know the controls they put on the yeah. sides. The macros. The mm-hmm. macros. They love all that stuff. Yeah. I have a gaming mouse because of like uh I just got it as a gift, but I like it so far. Yeah. People love them. And I like, like it because it's like moving way better than this touchpad. This stupid touchpad's not gonna work. Yeah. It's stupid. It's it's a good product. Honestly, like final thoughts. Good idea, 
I don't think the idea, the execution. I don't think it's the, there's no way that technology is there yet. Mm-hmm. But to the people that love PC gaming and like just don't have the money for an upgrade, this is the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like for me, I think it's a good idea. But the first designs when they showed it, it was like super bulky. Like I didn't like it at all. I was I'm, like, how bulky is bulky? Well, because like how they advertise it, it was like a tablet. Oh, but okay, wow. It was like a huge ass tablet, but it was like thick on the back sorry it was really thick on the back and then like they had the controllers on the side and mm-hmm. a lot of people complain about it because Sounds they like a flight <laughs> simulator whereas the switch is light. Yeah. W- the switch which they're comparing to is yeah. lightweight mm-hmm. you know yeah so um that's when they complain about it and i think this is why the new redesign looks similar to the switch now okay even though it can stand by itself but the switch feels like plastic though it is uh, um which one do you have do you have the original switch or the original okay because the switch light kind of feels like plastic the original feels like plastic so mm-hmm. i can't even imagine what the light feels like the light like it's the same thing like when ds um came out like you got the original ds and then ds light mm-hmm. it feels like plastic and lighter that's it yeah that's how it is and watch like steam deck like copy the idea from nintendo go like get steam deck light probably i mean mm-hmm. they'll have to evolve the console at some point you heard mm-hmm. it here first yes we thought of the idea. I want royalties. Royalties, yep. baby. There we go. I want it. All right, guys. Um, thank you <coughs> so much. Uh, Dane, why don't you tell everyone your social media? Because that was a lot of fun. <coughs> that was like, uh, in, in, uh, in all the discussions we have, like one thing that I'm always like trying to pick up on is like mm-hmm. when it moves smoothly. And this is like one of those conversations where it just worked. Like, it just you know, I love that. Uh, I, I love when these things come together. So mm-hmm. um, Dane is now going to be, I'm forcing him to be weekly guest here. There we he's, go. He's going to be here every Monday. What Rain, about Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday, is pro- Wednesday will probably be Chris Carr once he comes back. Oh, yay. Yes. Another Donda boy. Excellent yeah, pick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So... Did you have fun, Miracle? Yeah, I had fun. I always like it when we have guests. Besides when you fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize I fall asleep until like you guys stopped and I woke up. Yeah, because you were asleep. (laughs) It's too bad that she doesn't know that she's fired. She just doesn't know it yet. What? She's she's definitely fired. I'm fired? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm taking my stickers. No, all right. Well, you do that. I don't need them because you're fired. So don't follow me on socials. I don't want you to. You should instead follow Pop Culture Crisis on Facebook. Mm Mm-hmm. And on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And subscribe to YouTube for like longer uh, segments. And the whole thing is on Spotify, Pandora, and all, all over. All I'm going to be doing that in just like a second here. I'll be doing the whole push. Uh, Miracle, when I'm here, I'll do it. <laughs> Miracle, go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you on social media. I don't have social media because it rots your brain and I'm losing my voice. You heard that, right? Yes. <clears throat> Guys, uh, you can follow me if you'd like at Brett Dasvik on Instagram. I post stuff on there, mostly skating, me, skating but mostly memes on on my on my story. <clears throat> uh, and I talk pop culture there. Follow me there, please. And then, if you want to follow the podcast, please the go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. We would appreciate that. I Don't would like forget it. the like. I would if you like the videos, leave comments on the videos, and then after you've done all of that, click into the description of the videos where you will find a Spotify link that has a playlist of all the episodes, which are unabridged, start to finish, mm-hmm. full episodes with guys like Dane here. Yep. Uh, you can also follow us not just on Spotify, <coughs> but on Pandora, on yep. Amazon Music, and on Apple Podcasts, and on social media. We are on Twitter at yes. Pop Culture underscore Show. If you if you dare to brave the cesspool that is Twitter, that is. Uh, but <laughs> But then make Dane, as I always say, make Dane very happy by following us on Facebook and on TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis. And we will be back with a new episode tomorrow with Anna Claire. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.